Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 29th, 2016. Another day of practice, another day closer to the beginning of the season. The Orlando Magic hard at work for their third practice of training camp. Uh, They had two on Tuesday, got back to work Wednesday for one practice. Uh, I was there. I'll be sharing a little bit of that in just a moment. Uh, But before we get into things, I do want to remind you that you can follow the podcast uh, on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. You can subscribe to the podcast there, get it downloaded automatically to your podcast. iTunes enabled listening device, whatever listening device that you use to listen to podcasts, there's a way to get Locked On Magic. You can get it every single day, uh, as we're or at least every single weekday, as we are going to move through this season pretty quickly. And, and before you know it, it's going to be Monday. There's going to be a basketball game. You're going to want to know what happened when the Magic faced the Grizzlies because you may not be able to get the game on radio. Trust me, I will. I'll find it. I'll. We'll. We'll. we'll be able to get you your magic basketball very, very, very shortly. And for all the great podcasts in the Locked On Podcast Network, be sure to check them out as well. There are some great podcasts. Any NBA team that you're looking for, you should be able to find on the Locked On Podcast Network. On today's show, we're going to talk about a few things that have uh, at least been on my mind at some point in the summer. We're going to talk a little bit about how this magic offense is going to work and and what I think is a really, really important aspect to this roster is similar to last year, really, uh, is assists and, and getting the ball moving as, as a way to get the offense going because I think the offense is a big concern. And then I'm also going to talk a little bit about Serge Ibaka and his future. He addressed it at Media Day. Uh, it seems like, you know, certainly with the way the Magic did, did that deal, deal that, that Serge Ibaka is part of their long-term plan. So I'll discuss that very, very briefly. But... Being that there is actual news and that the Magic are actually practicing again, uh, we did. I did get a chance to go down to the Amway Center to uh, on Wednesday, and you know get to go to practice, talk to some of the players after practice, uh, and you know, it's a, you know, kind of these early days are very, very similar. It's a lot of teaching, a lot of learning, a lot of drill work. Not necessarily a lot of five on five basketball yet. Now. Of course, the Magic aren't showing the media very, very much. That's that's That part is expected. So we don't get to see a whole lot of the team at play. Uh, what was different about today than, than maybe Tuesday, for whatever reason, the session that the media was open for uh, was shorter. Um, I think the Magic hit their goal. They were doing another uh, kind of uh, full-court conditioning drill. Magic seemed to hit their goal on that drill as a shooting drill rather than a layup and passing drill uh, like we saw on the first day of practice. Uh, they seemed to hit their goals, and so practice was it was ended. Another kind of boisterous, loud group. But the early part of training camp, unfortunately, has been marred by some some the players who aren't there. And I'm not talking about Jody Meeks. Jody Meeks was walking around in a boot uh, during media day on Monday. Magic aren't expecting him back till November. It, it was marred, though, by the absence of Alfred Payton and Aaron Gordon. 
both players, they've, they've been in the NBA now for, for two years. They've got two seasons under their belt. I, I'm fairly confident they'll be able to get these plays down quickly and be able to get on the floor, but it certainly is frustrating for both of them to have to miss time at this juncture of the season. This is a really, really important time for getting some instruction. Um, the you know, the coaches are kind of beginning to to instill the principles and rules for their defense, uh, and and you want to be out on the court doing that and implementing it when you can, especially in some live action situations. Rob Hennigan, you know, said that Aaron Gordon is going to be, be is probably going to be back before Monday's game. We don't know when he'll be back practicing. Uh, similarly, Alfred Payton spoke to the media today and said that, uh, you know, he believes that he'll be back very, very soon. He, you know, just kind of strained the strained the muscle, uh, but was feeling a lot better today. Uh, he felt like he was close. Wouldn't surprise me if he misses practices again tomorrow or is, is limited to no contact tomorrow. Uh, but you know, I'm not going to speculate. I'm not a doctor, I, you know, but he seemed in good spirits, as did Aaron, despite the frustrations that, that have to come from not being able to join their teammates at this early stage of camp. How much I worked in the summer and wanted to roll over into the season um, and then to just be slowed down. Uh, it's a little frustrating, but, you know, it's, it's the way it goes. You know, in basketball, you know, there's sprained ankles. You know, people step on each other's feet and they, their foot rolls over and sprain the ankle. So... Uh, I'm just waiting to cash my chips. I have done that, Aaron Gordon, so do not worry. I completely understand. Landing on someone else's foot is no fun. Uh, luckily, it's just a sprain. I actually fractured my foot uh, trying to go up for an offensive rebound one time and was, was in a walking boot for a few months. And I know I'm not an elite athlete, but uh, we've all put, if you've played basketball, it's happened to you, and it, it can be very, very, very painful. Uh, but... Again, sounds like Aaron Gordon's in good spirits. It does sound like he's kind of chomping at the bit to get back. I think Alfred Payton is too. So it's not, to me, a huge concern that they're both out. I think that they're they're both able to soak things up from the sideline. I think they'll be able to jump right in when they're given the okay to do so uh, and, and really compete at a high level. And, and, you know, I think Frank Vogel said today too that, that he believes that they'll be able to, to get what, what they're working on very, very quickly and, and uh, really what they're really, and, and this was a big thing that Alfred Payton stressed in his availability to the media today, uh, really the big thing that they're missing is uh, just being with their teammates, being on the floor with their teammates. There's, there does seem to be a, a big camaraderie about this group. Uh, they, do, they do seem to be getting closer off the court, but it's about what you do on the court now. It's about what... Uh, what you do to, to to help your teammates win games, and of course, that's a process that's that's going to be ongoing throughout the season for the Magic, and something that that we'll be watching, especially in this early part. So it seems like everything's going swimmingly. Uh, you know, Vogel said today, you know, it's going to be a work in progress. The team's still learning. You know, that they're, they're getting the drill work in. They're getting they're putting the work in. They're putting the classroom time in, essentially, uh, but. It's it you know Monday's not going to be perfect. It, they're still not perfect. They're two days into training camp, so it's still a learning process for the Orlando Magic so far uh, with the new coaching staff and, and the new teammates. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year right now. Buy one get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is nine ninety-nine, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only twelve ninety-nine. Buy one get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. 
Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. But when you when you really think about this Magic team, I mean, I think we all kind of know, and a lot of the talk has been, this is going to be a really, really good defensive team, and a lot of the talks about this being a defensive-minded team, but you got to score uh, to, to have any chance. And, and, and the Magic, if you look at this roster... It doesn't feel like it has a ton of offensive weapons. It doesn't feel like this is a team that's going to dominate much offensively. We don't really know. Um, We kind of assume that because they don't have that quote-unquote star. But I do think that's going to reflect the way that they're going to have to play on offense. I think, uh, you know, this is another thing that that Vogel said and our, this is what Aaron Gordon said in practice today. He's really impressed with the offense and what they've installed so far. He says it's kind of a read-and-react offense, uh, has a lot of options, is going to be very difficult to guard. But anytime you run that kind of an offense, it's dependent on something very, very important, and that's passing and moving the ball. This was a similar thing that the Magic used last year. Scott Skiles' offense, or the offense that he ran last year, which was a you know wasn't a, a great offense in the NBA, but better than anything the Magic had run before. It was about player movement and ball movement. You work the ball around the perimeter very quickly. You get it into the post. Uh, you kick it back out. You you attack while the defense is rotating, and you move the ball. And and you know for what it did for the Magic, it worked. The Magic ended the year last year 7th in assists per game with 23.6 per game and had the 10th best assist rate in the league, 59.6%. That means 59.6% of all the Magic's shots were assisted. The Magic created 47.3 potential assists per game. So potential assists per game. So that includes, so this is all from NBA.com's player tracking stats. Uh, 47.3 potential assists per game means a, a shot that was taken, whether it was made or missed, where an assist would have counted. You know, you probably shoot, what, 60, 70 shots per game? So, I mean, more than half of the Magic's shots were coming off of assists or coming off of assists. Um, You know, the Magic weren't a good offense last year, 22nd in the league at 102.6 points per 100 possessions, still better than what they were. But it was clear last year that, that the Magic, you know, when they were able to be successful offensively, it was because they moved the ball. And I think... A lot of the problems the Magic had last year on the offensive end, besides their lack of shooting, came from the offense getting bogged down. I mean, say a guy fumbles a pass. I mean, this was something that I noticed a lot. You know, a player fumbles a pass that threw off the timing of the offense. So I don't think the Magic can run a pure motion offense, but I think a lot of that philosophy of having to share the ball, move the ball quickly, get a lot of assists, is going to ring true for the Magic this season. And that raises a big concern for the team in some ways. Orlando's top passers last year by assist rate were in order. Brandon Jennings, 32.7%. Alfred Payton, 31.7%. Shabazz Napier, 25.3%. Victor Oladipo was not far behind at 18.2%. And Nikola Vucevic is a really good passer for a center at 15.2% assist rate. Essentially, though, three of the top four guys four assist rate guys on this team from last year are gone. Alfred Payton's the only one remaining, and he'll he'll rack up his assists. Replacing them are guys who are not great assist players. And that includes Evan Fournier, who had a 12.8% assist rate, ranking him 69th among 
the 94 guards that averaged at least 24 minutes per game. Fournier, Fournier was the beneficiary of a lot of passes. He wasn't the passer in many of those situations. Who the Magic are replacing these, these assisters with are not great. Evan Fournier, like I said, 12.8%. Aaron Gordon, 10.3%. Serge Ibaka, he's been kind of a black hole offensively. And I think part of that is the, the, the system that Oklahoma City ran and what his role was. His role wasn't to move the ball. When he got the ball in offense, his role was to shoot it because he was probably open. 3.7% assist rate, though, isn't encouraging. Bringing in Jody Meeks, or uh, sorry, DJ Augustin at 25.7%, certainly a better assist rate. The Magic, though, don't have high assist guys. I mean, Peyton and Vucevic are the only... Peyton, Vucevic, and Augustin are the only three players that, that are in the two deep, so to speak, to have an assist rate better than 15%. That means on 15% of possessions that they're in the game, they're recording an assist. Alfred Payton's up near 30. That tells you about where a point guard should be. A point guard should probably be more than a quarter of, of his possessions he's providing an assist. Guards you expect to be higher somewhere you know in that 15 to 20 range. Forwards getting lesser and centers. Centers are probably going to hover around 10%, which is why Vucevic is a passer. Such an interesting option. So, within the structure of the offense, passes and assists are going to be created. But at the same time, I think you can have some legitimate concern that this isn't as good of a passing team as it was last year, that, that something was lost. And the Magic, you know, we don't know what kind of offense the Magic are on. This is pure speculation on my point at, the, at this point. You know, the Magic could be running a more pick-and-roll-based offense or could be running an isolation-based offense. I doubt they're running an isolation-based offense, judging by how, how difficult it is to drive with Evan Fournier on 2K, on 2K17. Uh, no offense to Evan, but this, they're, they're not the big one-on-one guys, and I don't think Vogel wants to run that, and, and it's going to take working together. So, again, this just adds to the questions about this team and this offense, especially someone has to step up. Someone has to step up as a scorer. Someone has to step up as a ball handler. Someone has to step up as a driver. And someone has to step up as a facilitator, making lives easier for everyone else. And that's not an easy thing to do, obviously. Uh, it's it's it, the, the offense is going to be mixed. I think we'll see a, a few more po- a few more post-ups than we did in the last few years. Vucevic is a very good post-up player, as surprisingly as Serge Ibaka in the few opportunities he get. He got... Vucevic scored 0.93 points per possession on post-ups last year, according to NBA.com player tracking stats. Ibaka was at 1.00 points per possession. Those are pretty strong numbers. We'll find a, we'll find out exactly how the Magic operate offensively. It's going to be an interesting experiment to watch this team play. And, you know, we just don't have any, you know, I, I call it data, but we don't have any games to watch to know what to expect yet. You know, when we get our chance to watch the team, you know, honestly, preseason games aren't important, but Monday and Wednesday are going to be interesting. Just just so, just so, because we'll finally get to see this team on the floor. And the result doesn't matter as long as we see signs of things. It's, it's preseason. Like, that, that part doesn't matter. But we do want to begin seeing... Uh, we do want to begin piecing together what this team is actually going to look like and what they're actually going to do. Uh, this Magic team, though, 
ultimately is going to find success moving the ball and uh, getting assists. And I think if this team has a high assist, assist number, they will be successful this year or, or be more successful than, than not. Uh, so we'll see what the Magic you know, end up doing and what they end up running. Monday, like I said, is a big day for the Orlando Magic. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. This season, though, is largely an audition for the Orlando Magic as well. Uh, the, the quote's been making the rounds around the media. I, I did write a post on OrlandoMagicDaily.com about it, uh, kind of following the lead of Josh Robbins and the Orlando Sentinel. Um, it did get picked up uh, in a lot of places. Uh, Serge Ibaka and his future with the Orlando Magic. Uh, let me play what Serge Ibaka said during media day about what he hopes uh, is his future with the Orlando Magic. Yeah, I'm looking I'm looking to stay here to play forever, for many, many years, uh, mm-hmm. it's possible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he said that right. That line, I'm looking to stay here and play forever, of course, the one that, that all the, the blogs pick up and, and, and everyone kind of picks up on and, and says whatever. And, you know, at this point of the season, yeah, you expect that. I mean, I think the Magic clearly invested a lot in Serge Ibaka. They, they traded Victor Oladipo. They, they wouldn't have taken on Serge Ibaka if they felt he was a one-year rental and given up so much. Remember, the Magic gave up Victor Oladipo. They gave up their first-round draft pick, DeMontis Sabonis. Uh, and they gave up Arisano Yusufa, who, who they were cutting anyway. But they wouldn't have given up so much, so much that they had already invested in, uh, if not f- for a belief in Serge Ibaka and what he can bring to the team and, and, and the belief that they can retain him beyond this single contract year. It, you know, I, I think with this, it's really a no-lose for the Magic. If they were willing to part with Oladipo anyway, if Ibaka comes and delivers everything that that they believe he can deliver, you know, rim protection, great defense, this, that, and the other thing, they'll have a player that they're very comfortable paying. And, and what that ends up being is going to be another question. It's going to be something determined by how he plays this season. If Ibaka's downward trend continues, he doesn't provide them what they need to provide, now they have cap room to, to to go out and sign a replacement or to go out and spend on someone. And again, that part, you know, certainly stings uh, because you gave up so much. But, you know, maybe you didn't believe in Victor Oladipo anyway. Bringing it back, though, to, to Ibaka and his future with the team, it's absolutely dependent on how he plays this season. Uh, we've talked a lot about Serge Ibaka this year and, and about how his scoring numbers have kind of begun to decline, have declined a little bit. Um, his field goal shooting has declined a little bit as he's moved further away from the basket, become more of a three-point shooter. Um, his defensive numbers, his block shots have declined as he's, again, moved away from the basket or had to be relied on less with Steven Adams there. Uh, his defensive metrics have gone down as defensive win shares, defensive box plus minus are still very, very good, uh, but they've gone down. So he's it's a little bit of a reclamation project for him, too. Frank Vogel said he's gonna he wants Ibaka in the post. They're gonna feature him a little bit more offensively. That should boost his numbers back up a little bit. Uh, and the Magic are willing to to give him that opportunity and experiment a little bit with him to see if he can take on 
this larger role. Ultimately, for the Magic, for Ibaka, for, for anyone worried about their future uh, in the league, it's going to come down to how the team plays. When it, came, when it come, came to the Magic and free agency this summer, my stance was this is the wrong time to attack free agency because what do the Magic have to sell free agents? They don't have anything to sell. We see it time and time again. Bismack Biombo is a perfect example of this. Bismack Biombo went out and had an incredible playoffs and got a big contract because of it. Getting to the playoffs just makes your franchise a little shinier for those free agents. It, it brings a lot of faith and, and a lot of trust to fans. To get anything that the Magic want to accomplish, they have to make the playoffs. And that includes Serge Ibaka. If Serge Ibaka wants to get the max contract that the Magic are probably willing to offer him, he's got to show, go out and show it on the court. He's got to go out and do well do well, and, make, and have the team make the playoffs. That's the way you get noticed in this league. That's the way you get paid in this league. And that's something he certainly seems to understand. Well, I'm not worried. About, I'm, not, I'm not really worried about my my contract years or my long term. You know, because I know one one thing I learned playing a good team is when the team wins, when you make playoff, everybody look good. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what be my focus right now. Because if we win, make playoff, <laughs> everything I take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't worry about nothing. That was Serge Ibaka on media day on Monday. Uh, again. Take care of business on the court, and business will take care of you off the court. Uh, when it comes down to Serge Ibaka and his future with the team, I'm in a wait-and-see mode. It, obviously, if you know I had to re-sign him today, I'd probably give him, uh, you know, he's making 12 7 5 I'd probably give him a, a deal very, uh, definitely, a tw- you know, probably a $20 million contract, 4 for 80 you know, something, something in that range. Maybe even what Evan Fournier got, 5 for 85 uh, I'd, I'd be willing to make that investment in Serge Ibaka because I don't think he's done. I think he does have a lot to go in him defensively. I think he's a very versatile offensive player that's never really been given a chance to to, to have the ball in his hands and, and to see what he can do uh, without two ball-dominant guards with him. Uh, I think his de- he's a defensive unicorn. I think it's still very, very valuable. And five years is probably a little much uh, considering some of his health issues and, and, his, and a little bit of his age. He's 26. Um, but... At the same time, this is a player who's entering the prime of his career, one of the best defenders in the league, truly unique player, elite, has an elite NBA skill. That's something I talk a lot about. You know, as good as Victor Oladipo can be, Ibaka has an elite NBA skill, and they're very, very hard to find. It's very, very hard to find a player like Serge Ibaka. Uh, we talked about, we've talked about it ad nauseum as a fan base uh, when it comes to Nikola Vucevic and finding the right guy to pair with him. Ibaka was the model. Well, you've got Serge Ibaka right now. Uh, but again... I'm not going to sign him tomorrow to anything. I want to see him play. I want to see how he fits in the system. Uh, see how he interacts with guys. To be frank, um, you know, you, you never know. It's everyone's happy the first day of training camp. You know how does he? How does he react in the middle of a three-game losing streak? In the middle of losing five of seven? In the middle of a long road trip when the team is struggling? What kind of leader is he? Can he? be someone that you do invest that kind of big money in. And I think that's still a big question that, that Ibaka needs to answer and why you let him play out this season. You take that risk and say, if we accomplish our goals this year and and play the way that we envision Ibaka playing, bringing him back is not going to be a problem because we'll pay whatever it takes to keep him. And I think that's kind of the approach the Magic should take. So 
everyone's happy right now. Everyone is looking forward to the future. It's a good relationship. Uh, no reason, no reason to be worried about it. But certainly, it'll be a, a recurring storyline as we get through the season. I want to thank everyone again for listening to Locked On Magic. I really appreciate the support. Been getting so much good feedback on the podcast. Be sure to leave your review, your five star uh, rating and review over on iTunes. It helps uh, helps boost us up the iTunes rankings. Really appreciate those. You can also find us on Audioboom, iTunes, and Stitcher. Stitcher. Uh, if iTunes is not your jam, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio are your places to go to download and subscribe to the Locked On Magic podcast. You can also check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network there as well. As a reminder, I'm planning to do a Friday mini mailbag. So be sure to send your questions uh, to me uh, on Twitter at omagicdaily uh, or use the hashtag LockedOnMagic. Uh, I'll be sure to answer your questions about the magic through this first week of training camp. Uh, see see what you guys are th- see what you guys are thinking about and what what you want answered. And hopefully, I'll be able to give you some answers. If not, I'll be able to go get you some answers because that's that's what I want to do. I want to hear what, what you guys have to have to say and, and want to answer the questions that you want answered here on the podcast. I'll be back again tomorrow with that. So be sure to submit to the mini mailbag again. The Twitter handle is at omagicdaily. Go ahead and tweet me there. Or use the hashtag LockedOnMagic, and I will check that out then. Almost done with the week here. I want to thank everyone again for listening. We will see you tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17